Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson, and I got my co-host, my good buddy here, Mr. Eli Libby. What's up, man? Oh, not much, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. Woke up to some snow this morning here in Central Oregon. Yeah. That was cool was. to see. It was. It was good. I was walking barley and just started dumping. Oh, so really that's magical. Like that. It was cool. I like walking. Oh, nice, man. Well, we have an awesome, awesome guest today. It's going to be a great conversation. A fellow Californian. Mm. We are. Yep. Uh, um, but before we do get started, you know what I like drinking every morning? Come on, Kyle, get me. Altitude beverage. These guys make some amazing <clears throat> beverages. Specifically, their everything latte is what I choose in my mornings every morning. Has some oat milk, about 30 milligrams of CBD, amazing superfoods such as Rishi Chaga, Lion's Mane, mushrooms, and some turmeric and cordyceps. It's good stuff, man. This is what fuels us, and this is what gets us going. It tastes amazing. It really does. So if you haven't yet, go to altitudebev.com. Get yourself some. You will not be disappointed. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Pros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynch. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's Beautiful the episode, man. Today, Absolutely. Really Wait. excited for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon summer. The first thing that I'm following about in this article is really looking for that initial print. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. All right, we want to welcome Alec Hansen to the show. He's a mortgage leader and coach who's currently the senior vice president of production for Loan Depot Southwest Division. He's funded countless mortgages over a 17-year career. In 22 alone, he lent over $1 billion in customers. He has received several awards and achievements, but most recently he received Housewire's Rising Star Award in 2019 and 2017, named top, the top 40 under 40 achievers for the National Mortgage Professional Magazine for the past three years. My goodness. He is the host of the Modern Lending Podcast, as well as the author of his own book named Bypass and Loan Depot's Modern Lending Playbook. So get ready to have a conversation Oof. with a hardworking entrepreneur and fun-loving husband and father. Alec, welcome. Oh, Welcome to the show, man. I can't do the 40 under 40 anymore. It's my last year to hang into that. Oh, it's all gone man. now. It's all over. <laughs> downhill, man. I thought when I turned it was downhill. Um, well, welcome, man. Yeah, We're stoked you. to have you on the show. Uh, amazing accolades. Some, I mean, that's crazy. Some mm-hmm. things that you've, you've been awarded and, and achieved. Um, so, how did, I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of a good lead. I think it's a great, a how, great segue. How did it's you a- get to where you are today? What, what was this process over the past 17 years of uh, mortgage lending? You know, it's it's going to sound trite and silly, um, but I found in, in my industry and probably true in many industries that there's a lot of people that don't work very hard. Mm. True. Yeah. Bingo. So I'm just going to put it, just float that out there for everybody to kind of <laughs> sit on for a second. I mean, I, I, I guess, so in my <laughs> business, um, you know, in the people that I lead, they're 100% commissioned salespeople. So they're maniacs. All right. You're out in the street and you hunt and eat what you kill. Mm. And so yeah. you're going to have that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, mm. built into the sales cycle. And of course, that means you can achieve really high levels of success if you really want to go for it. Or since you don't really have a boss, you don't really have anybody who's kind of on your back, you can kind of coast a little bit. Yeah, right. 
Um, and so that was kind of my, my joke about not working hard. I just feel like, you know, I, I started working eight to five at, as a hundred percent commission salesperson. I was shocked that nobody else really did that. Right. Hmm. That is interesting. That is interesting. So they kind of bypass through. <laughs> oh, that's my guess. My I don't know. Am I leading enough. into something? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, interesting, awesome. man. So how, what was it that got you into uh, mortgage lending? You know, nobody graduates from college and decides to be in, in mortgage banking. It's not right. like school or like the thought. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Or I want to be a salesperson when I, <laughs> I you know, everyone at, at my university was all about it being in management. And right. I was like, I'm going to go be in sales. Nobody says yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I fell into the industry because I have family in the business. I asked my dad for a job when I was in college and I ended up shipping loan files at the back office stuff for a mortgage company mm -hmm. Okay. and then just found the industry. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is very unique. There's not many industries where the harder you work, the more you can be rewarded, where you can actually impact human life at dramatic levels in, in financing debt right. by the first house they've ever dreamed of. There's really amazing things in this space and kind of once you find it, it's hard to leave. Interesting. Absolutely. Wow. I can see that. That is cool. I mean, the, the impact on your daily. Mm -hmm. that's cool. I'm sure the last couple of years have been pretty crazy, right? Well, that yeah. <laughs> in mortgage, you got to be ready for a wild ride. You, you really never know. The industry has been bucked and changes so aggressively so fast yeah. that unless you kind of are into that and right. kind of are a little broken internally, you don't like it. Right. You know, the, all of a sudden, you know, we went through obviously the mortgage crisis of 2008 that kind of devastated the yep. globe. Right. And so that was going on. And now, you know, we had COVID and we had a huge disruption to the industry and, and rates, rates have been roller coastering around, although historically they're still really, really good. Um, but there's just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a roller coaster industry. There's no doubt. Mm. Yeah. Our rates climbing back up, right? Rates are climbing back up. Is you know, right? they, they are, and they have been, although global uncertainty and financial uncertainty it normally causes rates to go down. Yeah. Mm, right. So we were kind of looking at this year as a recovery year from this boom of real estate and kind of a recovery year in terms of the other markets kind of doing better post COVID, et cetera. And then, you know, now there's this little war happening yeah. and there's yeah. the markets are getting a little shaky again. And so the, the interest rate world is still really kind of unstable. So we don't know if it's going to keep going up or if it's going to stay or go down. It's kind of there. Interesting. So it's kind of a kind of an uncertain time to buy or sell. Is there is it right is there now? Ever is ever a good time though to buy or sell? You know, yeah, that's a it's a weird question because there, there's buying and selling as an investment or as a as a strategy, you know, and there's buying and selling to live in your house with your family and your kids and your dog. Yes. And, and totally. those are so different. You know, like I lived in my last house for 14 years. I wasn't like flipping it and trying, you know, I but that's mm -hmm. where I like I brought my kids into that house and yeah, mm -hmm. my dogs mm -hmm. that then died. Like I like, like it was real, like right. It's yeah. just not an investment. Now, yes, uh, after 14 years, you know, we made great money on that house when we moved. Um, right. But I wasn't trying to play the market. So I think there's an emotional side to it in addition to the investment Absolutely. side that you got to kind of play with. It's interesting. I'm just super curious in terms of good time to buy or sell right now. Right. So. Well, right now, the, there's, it's, a, it's a seller's market right now, meaning it, hmm. people are yeah. making – housing prices are going through the roof. There's no yeah. inventory really globally. There might be in some different pocket markets. But there's just not enough homes for, for, for sale right now. So prices are just going nuts. And yeah. people say that's a terrible time to buy because you're buying at the peak, so to speak. But again, yeah. if you're buying it for your house and your family exactly. in the long term, I, I think you're going to, you should kind of ignore that stuff. Um, and if you're just paying rent, that's tough because that money is yeah. just going, you know, to somebody else's pocket. Totally, man. <sighs> Couldn't agree more. We just bought homes last year, both of yeah. us. That was interesting. Yeah. In Central Oregon. It's traumatic. It's, traumatic. Sure. it's hard. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal, yes. And Central Oregon here up in Bend, we're one of like the most oh, fast. 
growing areas, it was hard to buy a home. Yeah. <laughs> what we got for it, it was a homes, but if we would have plant, planted that money in the South or somewhere, any other state for the most part, <laughs> besides California, uh, we could have gotten much nicer. Homes. But that being said, um, yeah, yeah. That's why I said it's a really good time to buy. And I think you put it great. It's like either an emotional purchase or an investment purchase. Yeah. Anyway, that's going into that world. Let's, let's get on to the topic a bit, though. <laughs> so we know that you talk a lot about personal branding. You've got this book that you got. Um, yeah. The topic that we were presented was personal branding and how to avoid being bypassed by mm. the digitalization of the business in bypassed. the contemporary era. That's a mouthful. It is. It's <laughs> so let's break down a little bit about you know how you know how to be avoiding bypass like how there's yeah, we, so many people it's diluted right now everyone's trying to do this personal branding thing we're all doing podcasts yeah. and that um but if you do it right oh, absolutely you're loud enough and you kind of know exactly what your brand is about i think you can kind of get through that right i agree we keep hearing the term bypass we've talked we've said it like two or three times right. in the podcast i think that might be a good a good first start and kind of like start dissecting that topic yeah, so so here's here's my frame of reference, and I think it'll be helpful. And I think other industries and other entrepreneurs and salespeople are dealing with this too. So in, in the glory days of my origination strategy, you know, back in 2003, you know, when life was easy and it, we had Nokia phones and Blackberries, <laughs> um, all of human knowledge wasn't in everybody's pockets. Right. Yeah, and because of that, in real estate specifically and in finance, if you wanted to go buy a home back then you had no choice but to go talk to a real estate professional because right. you know what homes were for sale. You could kind of drive around. You could look in the, we call them the hot paper. Yeah. You could look at the newspaper for God's sake. Like, but you didn't know it was for sale. So effectively the top of the sales cycle was the mortgage, the real estate professional, because you had to go find out what was for sale. Right. And, and then they would tell you, you know, how are you going to buy this home? Do you have cash or are you going to finance it? And most people would say, I'm going to finance it. Yeah. And they'd say, great. Let me introduce you to this mortgage guy that I know or gal that I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, so it's just so overly simplistic, but that's, that was the world. And so as a sales guy, my job was to literally drive around, find real estate agents and somehow build trust with them and rapport with them where they would, where I would be their guy. Yep. Simple okay. World. So, you know, literally my sales team and myself would drive around, broker previews, open houses, right. put our little ties on, go in there on a Saturday, meet the agents, kiss babies, <laughs> <laughs> build relationships, right? Just yeah. that's, that's the game. Yep. So if you, if you fast forward 20 years, which is a radical jump, you know, now you don't need a realtor anymore to shop for homes because you have all these websites that can do it for true. you in your pocket. Very true. Very, very true. That's for you. I'm sorry. Somebody's calling in. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have callers coming in? <laughs> callers coming in about kissing babies. What do we got? <laughs> sorry about that. No, it's all good, guys. I love it. So our business model got radically disrupted. Because while we were still running out and talking to realtors, which is still fantastic, they still can send us customers. They're still our best partners. Customers now are falling in love with houses on the internet and they're pushing right. buttons and they're getting swept up by what we call lead aggregators or things like LendingTree or Zillow. Right. And right. as they get swept up into that, they start bumping into internet mortgage companies. Now, internet mortgage companies are fine. Mm -hmm. They're just another form of competition. Loan Depot is a large internet-based organization as well as physical loan officers in communities. So we kind of have a dual strategy. Okay. But for my local people, you can see the problem. Right. They're, not, they're not at the top of the sales cycle anymore. Mm. And so as customers would go, become what I call digital first customers or internet first customers, um, they're bumping into online lenders. And again, this isn't a knock on online lenders, but I can tell you that historically, if you really dig into who the professional is you're getting advice from, yeah. 
typically <laughs> online lenders don't have the same level of experience. Now that's, you can't just say that with a broad brush because there's some online people that have 20 years experience that are really good mortgage people. But the narrative is, the false narrative that the consumer's hearing these days is, it, you don't need, it doesn't matter who you work with, the brand's got you. Not the right. person doesn't matter, the company has got your back. And mm. in a mortgage transaction, like in many other sales or like services, um, that's not entirely true. There is consultative wisdom that somebody should listen to before making the biggest debt decision of their life. There is some conversation that should happen about how long you're gonna live there, your hopes and dreams, Absolutely. what really matters to you in the financing process because the lowest rate doesn't mean it's the best rate. Right. The lowest rate could have the most fees. And mm -hmm. if you're not going to live there very long, you're not going to recoup those fees and the savings of the rate, and you're making a bad financial decision. So I started kind of put, pouring into that book, pouring into podcasting, pushing personal branding out for my sales team because this is really the new place to play. And it's relevant for most businesses these days. I mean, my buddy who's in microchips um, started podcasting and, and absolutely blew, up, blew his business up in, in you know, that world. It, Personal branding and human relationship and connection is really where the game is to be played today. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Now, when you're talking personal branding, um, there's kind of like a local approach and then there's like a, hey, everyone in the world, pay attention to me. What is it that you get? Are you guys, when you're teaching your team and stuff, is it more just like how to personally brand it like in your area? Because obviously you're doing more than that. You're doing like podcasting. Yeah. And I, I think the core of this um, is to understand who, who you really want to influence or be in front of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So like I, people were like, well, TikTok, the algorithm's blowing up and I should be on TikTok. And I'm like, I, maybe, yeah. but like you're not licensed in all 50 states. So you can't right. even do loans in Florida. So why do you care if you're blowing up on TikTok in Florida? Right. It's true. Can't do business there. So you really got to know your audience and know the platform where your audiences are hanging out before, you know, diving into a strategy to push your brand forward. Mm. Um, so my, my strategy for my position is to influence and inspire and engage mortgage professionals all over the country. So yeah, a, a podcast gives me that vehicle. Whereas a local podcast for a mortgage pro might be more relevant where they interview the best restaurants in Orange right. County. Um, that might give them more street cred and connection, even though it is a you know social platform they could be giving a national audience. It's more relevant to the local community. That might be the better play. Mm. I know what I was doing <clears throat> my loan house i looked for the human the human connection between the lender and the realtor like i really wanted to have that was super super important to us yeah same to have that and i know we use the same people so uh really really important to us and i do agree with you that i think that's coming back around to that human element in services i mean particularly what you said is like you were about to finance the biggest loan of your life why yes. not talk to somebody why are you trying to just automate through type forms and live smart yeah let's let's talk I, to somebody when i started mine i, I first went with uh what are they called rocket mortgage or whatever yeah that was horrible that was <laughs> the kid and like literally the kid that was on the phone with me i was just like yeah dude i'm asking questions and you have no clue and everything i asked it was like well let me ask you know, the next level of people. I'm like, I just, who am I talking to here? Yeah. So I dumped that within like 24 hours. I was like, yeah. Sorry. And I, I, I'm always intentional when I hear that. Cause I don't want to, like, I was new in the industry before when I was oh, 23 totally. and I didn't know. Uh, shit. I, yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. Bad like, kid, but, but when I could look at you and connect with you on a human level and, and, and you had trust in me that I was going to continue to find it out for you. And we built that rapport. Then you kind of gave me oh, grace right. for being new and I could go get those answers and I could solve the problems and we can, we can move ahead. But yeah, I mean, it, you're nailing it, man. That it, who you work with really matters, and yeah. that's where personal branding really matters because it's a chance for you to showcase 
what you're about to a bigger right. audience. Totally. How has that affected in the last year? I mean, I mean, obviously there wasn't too many person-to-person, in-person interactions. Uh, Were you just utilizing like Zoom calls and stuff like that to still get in front of them to show your face? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, People are terrified of video. Yeah. I love that this is actually like a video podcast too because a lot of podcasts I'm on are just audio and that's great. Yeah. But people are terrified of video. Yeah. And salespeople are terrified of video, which is ironic because they love to get face-to-face with customers. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, you can do that now with this magical device. And they're like, no, that's too much. (laughs) (laughs) I got to put some mic monitors on. (laughs) I agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, the fact that everyone had to kind of quarantine, so to speak, and couldn't get physical kind of gave that grace for people to like not not do it. But it's coming back in a major swing right now. Mm -hmm. Face to face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Physical. yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> let's uh, let's get face to face, please. Jeez. <laughs> um, anyways, it's a whole other topic. Um, so let's chat a little bit about, um, <clears throat> you know, different tactics that you can do yep. with personal branding that maybe sure. you feel are kind of like, oh, I discovered this and this is working well because personal branding, most tactics can work with anybody. Totally. Right? Yeah, I mean, I always start with we have, we have a misperception of social media and, and I don't know how we got there, but it's very self-evident that we're there, which is this Instagram life BS where everything's perfect mm-hmm. and all the humble bragging is just so gross. Mm-hmm. See everybody, I, I joke about it in my business because what I see all the time is people posting their own Yelp reviews. It's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to make fun of because I'm like, don't oh. do that. It's aggressively <laughs> offensive. Like you, if we were hanging out in a networking event and I was like, hey, Kyle, what's up real quick? I want, I want to show you this review I just got. Just hold on. Can you imagine like face-to-face? You'd be like, what are you doing? It'd be weird. It'd be weird. Yeah. It'd be weird. And yet on social, we're like, that's what we do. Right. And I'm like, Why are you doing this? So right. I think you have to kind of reframe these platforms, understand that they're, they're, they're the same rules we have of in-person networking we should do you know, on digital. Um, we should really know who our target audience is so we can connect with them. And then we need to put out things that are, that are service-centric to our target audience. Things that they care about, solutions that they actually could use. Absolutely. That's, that's the, the, the foundation of starting to build your brand is, is that is putting yourself out there in a place of service. Right. Mm. Educating and advising and, and helping people kind of gain knowledge in your space and become an authority, so to speak, you know, as a thought leader in your area. Yeah. I mean, be helpful to people, man. Just yeah. be helpful. Yeah. Um, don't talk about how great you are as a professional. No one cares. Right. Yeah. The accolades and the awards. I mean, they're cool. That That's good when like, you know, maybe you're like, Know, trying to get someone between a few different people, but yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like having yeah. Yelp reviews yeah. or having social third party validation of how, how great you are, those yeah. are important because somebody's going to go spot check you and they want to look at that stuff and they right. want to see, like, is that professional? But they don't yeah. want you showing it to them. No, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, absolutely. I think a tactic that um, I saw helpful in our, in our loan process was um, transparency. Uh, and educating and transparency on, you know, different rates that you could get, why is it important to right. buy this rate and like how much money would you save? Um, yes. Do you see, I mean, and you're, I mean, you're in the same industry that I'm talking yeah. about, but how impactful is transparency with what you do? It's, it's a cornerstone. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it's how winners win. They, they lead with transparency. They show options. They show how it all works. And I think that the real winners win that competition before it even starts. And what I mean by that is, Let's say you were referred to me as your loan guy. Hey, call yeah. Alec Hansen. He's amazing. You don't know me, but somebody said I was good. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to Google me mm-hmm. for sure. sure. Yeah. Maybe even while talking to me. 
Right. And you're going to start forming an opinion on me by, by what level of transparency I showcase my professionalism to you on Absolutely. in that personal brand space. Yep. And exactly. It's yeah. crucial. It's huge. I'll probably land on your Instagram page with your, your, your Yelp, Yelp photo <laughs> review. And I'll phone. be like, oh, I'm going to talk to Alan. <laughs> hey, there he is. What a jerk. <laughs> this guy immediately. <laughs> so tell us a little about your book. <laughs> well, I, I do a lot internally for Lone Depot, for my sales team. And, and what I realized as I was putting in 2018 was when I started writing the book and started getting my content kind of directionally aligned. Because in 2018, pre-COVID, the mortgage industry was kind of facing what it's facing right now, which was rising interest rates, kind of margin right. compression, kind of the end of the world type of a thing where there was going to be some wreckage. Some mortgage companies were going to go to business. It was just going to be a change. And I realized at that time that, man, it's wild to see that um, Rocket, as you mentioned, Quicken had become the number one lender in the country and they're internet based. They don't have right. local people at all. And so I kind of put the two and two together and was like, hey, we have a serious problem. At least my, my sales team does. If we don't figure out how to evolve and change and change our mindsets and get digital, we're right. going to get bypassed. So I, I, this industry has been really good for me in my 17, 18 years in it. And I, and I love it. And they're my, these are like my people, you know, like I, I live this, I've lived through se several cycles. Like I just have a lot of empathy and connection to these, to these mm -hmm. servant leaders out there who are helping people get loans. Um, and especially the good ones, cause God knows there's enough terrible ones to give the industry a really bad name. Sure. Absolutely. And I just wanted to put something out that would be helpful. And so that was kind of the impetus behind dri driving forward into this book bypassed. And I give away 100% of the proceeds. They all go to Freedom Alliance to serve our veterans um, oh, that are coming back with PTSD and stuff like that. And, and so I don't, I don't take any personal earnings from it. I just put it out there to, to serve the people that I'm trying to serve and do what I can to kind of be a, a part of the conversation and, and the change in narrative we need to have. That's awesome, man. Thanks. Um, so what, what, is the, what, did, what do you kind of deep dive into in the book? Um, so... In the first four chapters of the of the book, it's very sales centric. And whether you're in lending or in real estate or you sell insurance or whatever you do in your market, it's going to have connection to what you should be doing. It talks about mm -hmm. a change in consumer behavior from this. Let me ask my friend who I should use for so and so to I go on the Internet and look for everything. And then maybe I ask for referrals. Yeah. It kind of just walks people through understanding yeah. what personal branding means cool. because it's so buzzy and so confusing sometimes. And then it gets into like, you know, the second chapter is all about digital marketing. H how do you get on social and market? Not by ads, right. but or the organic stuff, like the meat. How do you have a strategy there? It's cool. Um, then we talk about how to get into your local community physically, not mm. on bus stop benches and shopping cart ads, which was the old like billboard style BS. Yep. Like how do you market? Because again, we're used to, remember, you have to remember my paradigm. We're used to waiting for a realtor to send me a deal. True. Right. So I don't, I don't go into my community and market myself. I go to my real estate partners and market myself, but I don't know how to go to a consumer directly. Yep. There's, a little, there's not a call. Oh, okay. Another call. Uh, uh, yeah. They're trying to order your book. So it's really sales centric, digital tactics, local tactics in the beginning. And then I kind of really carve into the mortgage meat and, and help people unpack that because there's no school for mortgage banking. We're all just taught through mentorship. Yeah. It's like blacksmithing. We're all apprentices. Interesting. We come in and we look at a guy and he goes, you do this. And then we go, okay. And we do that. So we, <laughs> don't, we don't really like challenge ourselves and look at the process and go, is this really the best way to serve my customer? And so the rest of the book kind of 
challenges that perception. Let me give you the best example because we end with this concept of relationship for life, or it used to be called customer for life, mm. which is like, you know, the guy that did your loan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to do more of your loans over time. If you buy again, second homes, refinance, <laughs> obviously he wants to do those loans. So he has a job to stay in front of you to make sure you know he still exists. He didn't die. He still can, do, right. can help you. Well, what's he going to do to maintain that, quote, relationship that he had with you for 30 days and getting yeah. you across that finish line? And I'll tell you that most loan officers are terrible at this st- at this part. It's true. Absolutely. And you know what they do, which I just want to punch people in the face, is they put our customers on drip campaign emails. Mm-hmm. And I just want to scream in your face, like, how many emails do we get a day? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Please don't be another one of them that is irrelevant to my life. Yep. Like I now, I now don't like you. Like I liked you, you did good, and then every month hit me with spam. I I like you less. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna make me buy. (laughs) No, it's not. I don't. So it's challenging. Kind of how do we how do we enter into this new um, strategies to really build a real relationship with each other where. I care about you as my past customers and you know that, and I'm in your life in a way that's acceptable, not creepy and weird, but like I'm, I'm around, I'm supportive. Um, and that involves social media strategies. It involves yep. actually sending people things that they want versus just spam. Um, but that's kind of how the book progresses. Um, so it's very tactical for today. It's not going to live for 20 years. It, it's going to, I hope not. <laughs> I hope we actually get better And the book becomes irrelevant. Cause it's like, yeah, that we, we'd learn that in 2020. Awesome, man. Well, thanks amazing, for sharing. Barbara. Yeah. Um, as we wrap it up, we always like asking our guests, you know, if there's one thing that you hope that our audience walks away from, uh, from our, your episode, what would that be? There's so much opportunity right now. I feel like it's the gold rush. I feel like I'm telling people there's gold in the hills and I'm the crazy prospector. <laughs> there's so much opportunity <laughs> digitally to build connections, to make human relationships go deeper to sure. expose your brand and your method and your product if you're just willing to get uncomfortable and get on camera and get in these spaces and follow things like that you're doing and just yeah. you know get out put yourself out there i'm just yeah. amazed every time someone does it and they take that step of vulnerability and be on camera and put them what happens to their businesses and their careers it's just unbelievably life-changing amazing such a good nugget Everyone needs to. I mean, everyone needs to do that. Just put yourself out there. If you're wor- mm-hmm. if you're wondering why your business isn't growing, you got to look at yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. one of the big things. <laughs> well, awesome, Alec. Well, where pe- can people find you? Find your book. Kind of get in touch with you. Um. So I'm gonna be kind of a jerk on that answer because I love this because I have to, salespeople ask the same thing because no, you hand up. No one hands out business cards anymore. That's kind of a joke. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like so, if the answer to that question isn't Google, the salesperson's failing. <laughs> right totally. like if you feel that like because yes i have a website and it's my name and you can go there and my books on audible and amazon and uh, yes but like if, if if someone wants to find you and they can't google you and find you on 10, 10 places and dm you you're failing as a salesperson absolutely True. i couldn't agree more i've got a famous, <laughs> i got a famous baseball player and football yeah. player that God. i share my name with that gotta take down. Ago, wipe me off of google so i <laughs> You got to take them down one podcast at a time. Absolutely. That's what, that's our whole goal here. Uh, Well, Alec, man, thank you so much. Yeah. That was precise. The energy was awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for all you're doing, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. We'll definitely have you on uh, down the road. I think there could be some great conversations. Or from SoCal. All right. Talk soon. 
And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. Uh, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, any marketplace, any yes. anywhere, just type in Biz Bros, like Alex was saying. And if we don't show up, we're doing something wrong. So you want to listen very, to more awesome guests just like him, subscribe, and we'll see you in the next Biz Bros Podcast. <laughs>